Hello and happy new year to all of you. Well, most of you, because we wished happy new year last week to our Patreon supporters. This is our first public facing episode of the year. So happy new year to all the people that we didn't wish a happy new year to last week. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to be peppy. Trying so, to be enthusiastic about the new year. So I. So it has been off to a um, eventful start. Uh, our Patreon listeners, who are awesome, of course, already know this. But where you and I live are being battered by what is called bomb cyclones. Mm-hmm. Bomb cyclone storms. We have lost power. My house is it's flooding. It's really wet, but not in it's, a good way. Not in in a really unfun way. Uh, I'm missing large chunks of my downstairs floorboards. My walls have to be replaced. My baseboards are molding. I keep losing power. Uh, so um, we weren't actually sure we were going to be able to do this podcast because I keep having flooding issues and the power is touch and go. It's happening right now. Happening. So let's as hope- we speak, as you as your ears can attest, it's happening. <laughs> this is so this is happening right now. If this podcast cuts off abruptly halfway through mid-sentence on my end, it's because I lost power again. But for now, we are good to go. Locked and loaded. The thing is that, you know, a year is kind of an arbitrary thing, and we can't agree what year it is, what date it is. The Chinese New Year's doesn't start out the same as us. The The Jewish calendar's system is completely different. Mm-hmm. So time is... The um, Mayan calendar ended years ago. We should years have all ago. been dead by now. Right. So people really fantasize, you know, January 1st, a new year starts. It's a whole fresh page. I'm like, things were just as I I rang in the new year in my attic with no power, with a flashlight looking for leaks. Uh, And it's not like, you know, 2023 was this, you know, completely everything's different. It's everything's muddy and wet. And my house smells of mold, which this. (laughs) So it's been very not boring. Last year was not boring, and this year continues to date to be extremely not boring. Well, we're only a few days in, so still potential to be awful. Uh, We have another bomb cyclone happening in 48 hours. And uh, luckily, because of the drought, all the trees around me died, so I had them removed. But the people who did not have the weakened drought-weakened trees uh, falling into their houses because of the rain. Happy New Year to you. You're starting this off on such a high positive note. Thank you. Uh, I I'm, I believe in being honest with our listeners, and um, I'm a slightly sleep-deprived. Uh, You're but always sleep-deprived. What, what, even, what is new? You're even more so sleep-deprived than even, normal? Even more sleep deprived. Oh, okay. I'm not a fan. <laughs> Strap of yourselves inside. in, listeners. You're you're in I for a wonderful have, episode. I have cocaine in the spine. I have God's wrath. You have cocaine have... in your spine right now. <laughs> you shouldn't be very sleep deprived with that. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I personally do not. You're living I... through God's wrath right now. With and the only this... way of surviving is by putting coke in your spine. Um, those are. The... <laughs> you just that's... said that. I, those are the topics that I have to fill our listeners' ear holes with. I personally have no cocaine in my spine, and I'm not feeling the wrath of God, despite the flooding and the power outages and all of that. It doesn't feel like God's wrath. It feels more like nature, and nature is vicious and evil and not out to be your friend. 
Nature is indifferent. Actually, I take a bit. It's just chaos. It is. It is not vicious. It is not evil. It is chaotic neutral. Mm -hmm. You just gotta go with it as it emerges. I'm gonna bring people up a little bit because I have a fun year in review, not a urine review, as you kept hearing it. I you kept saying this is not the urine review. Well, we do a lot of science on this podcast, and you were slurring your words. I don't know if you've been nipping in the cooking sherry, and you kept saying the urine review, the year in review, not the urine review. The urine review, I picture some sort of like burlesque stage show of people just like peeing on one another it's the urine See, review now, i totally saw it as scientists in lab coats holding up flasks reviewing different grades and compositions and colors it's interesting that i went to scientific urine review and you saw water sports in a burlesque show mm-hmm. very, i think mine very is more different. fun than yours Oh, scientists can get pretty wacky. Uh, Also, that's going to be a very pungent um, burlesque show by the end of the night. People have to bring plastic like a Gallagher show. Right, right, right. Uh, But very different indeed. Yeah, mine would be less stinky. Quite different. But no, I have a year in review, a very specific year in review. But before I get into that, I want to remind everybody that if you want to get Every single episode of the Dirty Talk Podcast, you can find us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Dirty Talk Podcast, and you can get every episode that we do every week. So if you had wanted, we could have wished you a happy new year last week. On the earlier for the like the cool yeah, kids got it. The cool kids got it earlier. But now all you all are getting this fun year in review. And what we are reviewing are the things that we got stuck inside of us in 2022. Uh, okay. I have some general ideas. I've seen some of the boxes and the x-rays. What in specific did we get stuck inside us? Well, there's lots of stuff. All this comes from the U.S. Customer Product Safety Commission's database for emergency room visits. It is broken down by various parts of the body. Is there a particular part of the body that you might be curious as to what got stuck in there and the excuses people used as to why this possibly could have gotten stuck in a certain part of their body. I know that we have noses and I know that we have ears and things get stuck in that. Oh, yes. But in general, really, it seems that uh, men, not that women don't, but men have a a real tendency to clean the house naked Mm -hmm. and be clumsy and slip and fall all the time while they're doing naked house cleaning. (laughs) Yes, And they just keep landing on things whoopsie doopsie you have to be very careful if you're doing anything around the house naked and there's any sort of object that you could impale inside of yourself the thing is i am naked in my house all of the time i do not like wearing clothing and you know how much i'm into cleaning Mm -hmm. i clean naked always (laughs) quit every day and i have never once in my life slipped and fallen and impaled myself on anything i just i must be really lucky Mm -hmm. So what part of the body do you want to start with? And I want to see if you can guess what might have been stuck up in there this last year. I mean, I feel like that's a leading question. I I should go for something like noses. Do you want to go with the nose? Is that what people have tuned in for, to listen to things that have been stuck in people's noses over the last year? No, it's the butt. Is it the butt? But I mean, we have more than the butt. We also have front holes. (laughs) We do, Both we kinds. do. Right, right. We have front holes. Uh, and we have covered some pretty, uh, uh, I believe it was a 
a caulking gun mm. with um, caulking paste, some emergency sealing foam. Oh, yes. That was uh, attempted to be used as a DYI uh, ED device. Mm -hmm. And uh, it certainly kept things stiff, but not in the way you would want. Mm. Um, so there is front hole activity, but I think that we should go traditional and uh, old school. And uh, let's start with the back door. What do you have? Well, can you guess? I want you to guess one oh, thing okay. that is mentioned in here. Uh, okay. Um, let me see. A candle. Yes. In fact, there is an anecdote here from the emergency room visit log. A person claimed they had a few beers and then placed a long wax candle into his mm -hmm. rectum, mm -hmm. lost balance, mm -hmm. and fell onto uh -huh. a couch. Yep. Yep, lost yep. his hold of the candle because, of course, yep. he had a tight grip on that candle before he fell on the couch. But he's not claiming he fell on the candle because he inserted it first, then fell on it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is with getting drunk is you get a little clumsy. Uh, also, you really want to use a flared base with a toy specifically designed mm -hmm. for it because yes. if you don't, it gets lost and then you're in the ER with mm -hmm. a candle up your ass. Yes. Uh, okay, let's see. What else? Uh, I am guessing... A shampoo bottle. No, unfortunately, <gasps> I am not seeing a shampoo bottle on the I'm list. I do see a hair mousse can. Okay. There is also a cologne bottle, mm -hmm. a perfume bottle, Lots and of a bottles. pill container. Also uh, a billiard ball. <laughs> okay. So, but mm. I'm seeing no shampoo bottles. I would have to say, based on the fact that there are 8 billion people on this planet, that for sure at one point, sometime last year, somebody, one of those 8 billion people, did indeed get a shampoo bottle stuck up there. It just didn't make this Maybe they didn't go list. to the right. emergency room with it. Yeah. Some of my favorites, though, a uh, patient says he was playing with a container of athlete's foot spray and accidentally it ended up in his rectum. Of course. <laughs> Whoopsie doopsie things happen, you know, as I know all the time when I've got athlete's foot and I'm spraying mm. between my toes before you know it, the can's up my ass. Yes. And of course, there's the other, I fell, somebody claims they were in the shower, fell, and the shower stopper stuck up their rectum, of course, because that oh. happens to me all the time. I've lost track of the time that I've slipped and fallen in the shower, actually never. Yeah. And I have skidded, to be fair. I've never fallen in the shower, but if you do, do uh, you, I've skidded across from one end of the tub to the other and wonked my shins and gotten a nice bruise, but I've never gone down. Mm -hmm. um, but I, perhaps I'm not as clumsy as these poor unfortunate folks. Oh, these poor unfortunate souls. Mm -hmm. My other favorites, I'm going to wrap this up. Okay. The anecdotes are always wonderful. One person claims he was sent in by his wife for possible 16-ounce glass bottle in rectum. <laughs> possible. possible. There's a possible 16-ounce glass bottle. Or, or possibly not. Yes. Um, I've, I saw a really horrific glass bottle Oh, yes. We, I think we've talked about that we before. Have. One, one, still, one guy, one oh, jar. Oh, don't do that. Don't do mm -hmm. No, just don't. But Don't do that. rounding up the rectal things, okay, uh, <laughs> patient was complaining of rectal pain. Patient admits to inserting sex toys six months prior. So I don't know if that means oh. that the sex toys were still in there. After six After months, you would think they would have to become dislodged at some point. 
Well, there is an inner sphincter. So if they got it really deep and it couldn't get past the inner, when, when you do deep anal play, there's the outer sphincter and there's the inner one. It's possible that something got wedged mm-hmm. way further up. But I, 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 it turns out that a lot of people believe if you ignore it, it'll go away. Mm. But, <laughs> but that, uh, sex toy in your in your ass for six months. That's, that's a, a long, new one on me. It's a long time. My favorite yeah. thing that somebody did get stuck in their rectum was two poker chips because of a bet. <laughs> so I don't know if the person was betting the poker chips and stuck them in their butts. I am betting that there was alcohol involved in that equation. Mm-hmm. And then there was another person who claimed that uh, his girlfriend put a vibrator in his rectum while he fell asleep. And of course, the vibrator couldn't be retrieved. It's like, swear, I have a girlfriend. She's the one that put it in there, Doc. And I never woke up while she was doing it. Yeah, yeah. My favorite Mm. one for the vagina. Mm. Somebody claimed they were holding a pen near her vagina when the cap dislodged and stuck inside. Just it it flung itself across time and space. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how that cap got it. It just randomly stuck inside. Fell in. At the second place for, for the vagina. Maybe this is actually first place for me. Flashlight placed in vagina by patient at home, but had no intention of it becoming stuck. <laughs> like you ever well, intend I mean, for it it's to a get very stuck specific type of play where you intend for it to get stuck. I think it not getting stuck is generally what one is going for, yes. Because mm-hmm. you want to take it out a little and then put it back in and then take it out. Yes. You don't want it stuck. And then rounding it all off with the penis, the best mm. thing that got stuck inside of a penis this last year, a ceiling fan chain in the penis hole. The person states it had been there since his shower at nine last night. So oh. waited a whole day with the it, chain in the penis. Sometimes people do. This, this situation will resolve. I would really n- like to not go to the ER. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll it'll slide out. Whoops. No. But I'm sure the ER docs have seen it all, and they know all the dangers of doing things around the house naked when you have all these objects just sitting around waiting to become lodged inside of you. So be careful out there, wandering around your house naked. <laughs> Remember, most accidents happen at home. This is true. This is true. Speaking of penises, mm-hmm. there's some new hope for penis repair coming oh. from pigs. Pray tell. Doctors at the South China University of Technology uh, have developed what they call an artificial tunica albuginia. I'm butchering uh, albuginia. Yes. yes. Which yeah. is which is it's a it's a piece of tissue that surrounds the corpus cavernosum of the penis. Okay. So okay. it's, it can easily become damaged and lead to erectile dysfunction if somebody has some sort of penile injury. Up until this point, it's been very hard to repair. They've come up with an artificial tissue that they have used on pigs, and they have found that this method has allowed the pigs to return to normal erections even after six months. Their erections seem fine. So this is promising. For anybody who accidentally falls on something or hurts their penis and winds up at the ER and they have damaged their Tunisia albuginia. Which you certainly do not want to damage. You don't want to damage that. But there's new hope that good penile surgery repair is on the way. Thank you for the pigs and thank you for all the scientists that have operated on the pig dicks and since... 
been monitoring the pig erections to make sure that the pigs could still get hard like they used to. With little clipboards, is there is stroking? Like, how do you make sure that they do the scientists lend a helping hand? I don't know. They're just, maybe they're just hanging around watching the just pigs. Keep... Just bring some sows in. Do they? Do they bring show... in the sow prostitutes? <laughs> See do what they happens. Bring... Do they show the pigs porn? Yeah, they, they, there is pig porn. We've talked about that before. Well, there is, yeah, yeah. They no, might I show them the pig porn and then watch to see if they can get a hard on. That was that was a callback that yes, I did. Thank I saw, you for catching I it. Saw what you did there. Oh, yes. but did you did you see the pig porn? I yes, we have watched the pig porn before, haven't <laughs> we? we? When we talked about it previously, yes, on on the episode. So, yeah, new exciting things happening in the world of pig dick. I have something new and exciting. Okay. If we're staying in the world of animals, uh, it's not pig dick, it's bird dick. Okay. Have you heard of white-throated sparrows? I know of the white-throated swallow. That's adorable. Uh, I'm actually speaking of white-throated sparrows. Okay. And we have discussed in the past where... If something is right in front of you, but you're not seeing to look for it, just like we were like with the snakes, where are the snakes clitoris? Snakes have clitoris. Who would have known? Now I know. It was there the whole time. We just weren't looking. And it's bifurcated. They have like a little forked Yeah, right. As it turns out, the white-throated sparrow has four sexes, kind of, sort of, in that with the white-throated sparrows- they can only mate with 25% of the other white-throated sparrow population. Mm-hmm. Why only 25%? Why only 25%? Oh, I'm I'm glad. I'm so glad that you asked. They evolved two extra sexes on top of the two that they already had. There's a genetic mutation in the species that causes a flip of the bird's chromosome, resulting in four different genotypes. This is the first example that we have come across, but just like the snake's clitoris was there the whole time and we just weren't looking for it, Mm -hmm. we've discovered this with the white-throated sparrow, but that doesn't mean that there aren't other animal species that would have the same thing. It just hasn't occurred to us to look. So one individual can only mate with a one-quarter of the white-throated sparrow population. Hmm. What's even more interesting to me, there are two morphs. There are birds that have white stripes on their heads, and other birds that have morphed have tan stripes. And there's very specific behavior associated with these stripes. The sparrows that have the white stripes are good at singing, but they're aggressive, and they sleep around with very little parental care behaviors. Hmm. And the sparrows that have the tan stripes are monogamous, and they're really good parents, but they're bad at singing. And the white-striped sparrows will only mate with tan stripes, and the tan stripes will only mate with white stripes. Interesting. It's not just that the genomes have flipped, and the white-throated sparrows can only mate with a quarter of the population, but it is tied in with behavior of being good at parenting, being bad at parenting. So if you're a lousy sparrow parent, you can really carry a tune. And you're very aggressive and boisterous. And if you're horrible at singing, but you're really good at parenting and uh, opposites attract, just like we have talked about in this podcast in the past, that we are uh, attracted to 
um, genes that are basically further ranging than mm. us. Yeah, yeah. So it applies in a multitude of things. And in this case, it applies to white-throated sparrows that have four different sexes. Yeah. You had just brought up when we started talking before the podcast, the MHC, but now humans I have did. the MHC and the more, uh, the more different our MHC is from somebody else's, the more attracted we tend to be to them. I, I know that I've brought it up before. I do find that fascinating because I will meet someone and they just smell completely off to me. Like they smell foul. I, they can step right out of a shower and I'm just mm. like, what is wrong with the, it just, it's like viscerally off to me. Yeah. And I would like, I'd be like, these people are total stinky butts. And then they would interact with someone else and the other person would not have the smell issue. they're genetically similar the to two, you. Nature was saying to me, don't reproduce and this is a this bad person. person for you to have the children <laughs> with. <laughs> All right, nature, I hear you loud and clear, or rather, I smell you loud and clear. Yes. Uh, did you know that most adult birds only have one functional ovary? No. So they have two ovaries, mm. but but generally- only the left ovary actually produces any sort of egg. So the right ovary is just hanging out being useless? Yeah. That's just a useless ovary. And it's it's across huh. all bird species that most all of them, they just their left ovary is the go-to. The sinister ovary is the How only working ovary. Fascinating. I did not know that. Yeah. I just you... learned that recently. Huh. Okay. I just learned that just now. Speaking of flying animals though. Hmm. Have you heard of sniffer bees or sniffer wasps? I think the name sounds familiar, but I don't know what these sniffer wasps do. But they're actually better than dogs in some respects at smelling things. Oh, And you can train okay. bees. You can train bees to smell explosives. You can train bees to smell different fungal diseases on crops. They can also identify people with cancer just by being exposed to their breath. So they can smell better than dogs. And the benefit is you train them a lot faster. They can usually learn to smell a particular scent in only a matter of hours. You you train them by having them smell the scent and then giving them some sugar water. And then in just a few hours, they can identify this scent. It's only one scent. But the thing is, is that they breed really fast and with dogs you have to raise them for a long time from puppies and it takes a lot of training but you can get hundreds and hundreds of generations of bees in just a short matter of time so it's actually better to use sniffer bees they can be trained to sniff drugs too drug I had, sniffing I had heard, bees i'd heard of the drug sniffing bees yeah uh -huh. so this is this is amazing i don't know what they just can let the bees go and then congregate around it like go find the drugs bees they also have I, something called a wasp hound which is a piece of pvc pipe that have uh, parasitic wasps in it that they can train to smell a particular thing and it's like a wand that you can go around and there's a web camera in there to detect where the wasps are inside the pipe and if the the scent that they've been trained to smell enters into the pipe then they go to a certain place in the pipe and they can tell if that scent is there they can use it to like identify fungus that attacks crops uh, like peanuts and corn so these okay. bees i never knew that there were bees out there trained to sniff out explosives diseases and drugs so yeah that's a new one on me drug sniffing bees i did know about the drugs i didn't know about the explosives or the cancer i i will have to say that drug sniffing dogs are are not the most reliable 
because I keep seeing people, I mean, way to admit a crime, but I keep seeing online people taking photos of themselves at the airport and then a photo of the dog and then being like, didn't smell my drugs. Yes. Yes. And I'm like, perhaps I hope that you're posting that once you've gotten on the plane and landed on the other side and you're not currently live posting because people do do that. But they'll be like, I've got something on me right now. And there's the dog and the dog can't tell. Mm-hmm. Dogs are a bit unreliable. And I wouldn't put it. Past I don't know people. how that meth got up inside of me, officer. <laughs> Obviously, I was hanging out with it naked and I fell and it lodged myself in its yeah. butt. I was I was naked and I was cleaning and whoopsie doopsie, I accidentally fell on This large meth. condom full of drugs just wound up inside of me accidentally on my way to the emergency room, actually. People do have a really bad habit of committing crimes and then posting it while they're in the middle of committing the crime, which is how Peter Ackworth got busted for cocaine possession because he got drunk and went to the shooting range at the armory. And one of his friends is like, let me live post the fact that we're shooting guns at the armory and post it on Facebook. And then someone called the cops and are like, right now there are people shooting at 14th and Mission, and the cops came and knocked on the front door and are like, hello, we would like to talk to the people currently using the shooting range. They go down, uh, sure enough, and when they went to Frisk, the owner of Kink.com, they did find uh, cocaine on him. Gasp. You got it. You have to wait until you're done committing the crime to post about it. But if you post it mid-crime, it increases your chances of getting busted astronomically. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. While we're on the topic of cocaine, you have some in your spine, I hear. I do. I have no cocaine in my spine. But I would like to talk a little bit about anesthesia. So, anesthesia is a relatively new invention. And for most of human history, it was alcohol. Bite down on this, bear down on the stick. Bite the stick and take the alcohol, which is, oh, by the way, a blood thinner, so it ain't going to help much. You're going to be bleeding like a stuck pig. Mm-hmm. See, it's a callback to pigs. Yes, we discussed yes. pigs, yeah. Well, we've so, also had opium for a long time. Uh, yes, I mean, we have. And it certainly opium was experimented with in terms of but the problem is that opium uh, really uh, suppresses your respiratory system. And if you're already in a weakened state and then you're taking something that lowers your breathing to that degree, you would not necessarily pull through. Mm. So like, what do we have that we can, and also not, it's easier to, much easier to get access to alcohol than it is to opium. Yeah. Opium is a specific crop where That's everybody- That's what I found. <laughs> well, I've never had any access to opium, um, but you're obviously hanging out with a different crowd than I. Well, I hang I out with lo- a lot of people that drink more than do opium, I'll tell you that. Yes, yes. Well, you do work at a den of sin. Uh, it turns out that, uh, August is a very common German name. So August Bayer had an assistant also named August. Hmm. And there, August was a German surgeon. And he had on August, on August 16th, August the surgeon performed the first operation under spinal anesthesia on a patient. (laughs) And then after. Yes. No, so no, no, August no, no. was operating on August and August. No, 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 no. The, the, the patient, I, I, it's not clear what the patient's name was, oh, okay. but it was the month of August. The surgeon was named August and his assistant was also named August. Okay. okay. Right. A lot of August happening, I understand. So the, the patient had had adverse reactions to uh, what they had going for anesthesia in 
1898. And so August said, let me see if I can come up with an alternative. And he tried experimentally to inject cocaine into this patient's spine. And the operation was a complete success. Mm -hmm. And August is like, oh, great. I've found a new thing with less complications. Uh, let's do this. And after eight surgeries using cocaine as an experimental uh, substance for anesthesia, August said, okay, let's try it uh, on me. And August had his assistant, August, inject a spinal anesthetic. Unfortunately, his assistant, August, even though he placed the spinal needle correctly, the syringe was then discovered not to fit into the hub of the needle. Mm. So this is a, a little medical tip I want to give you all, that if you're going to be jamming needles into someone's spine and you manage to place it correctly, practice prevents piss-poor performance. It does. So that's the sort of thing you want to figure out and establish before you've got the needle hub into the spine base. Most of the cocaine anesthetic leaked out, spinal fluid leaked out. It was uh, considered a complete failure. It sounds like uh, a complete failure. Not just considered, <laughs> it was a complete failure. However, August was not a quitter. And later that same evening, he flipped around and performed a cocaine spinal anesthetic on his, on his assistant. So he's like, "Hey, we we fucked up on my spine, but let's just turn about fair play. Uh -huh. Let's let's try it with you." And it was a success. I think they were nipping into a little bit of the supply on the side because <laughs> it sounds like something like we're just coked up. Why well, okay, don't let's just I'm going to stick the needle in you now, okay? Okay, yeah, that's a great idea. You stick the needle in me. Cool, cool. We're going to do this. Yeah, we're doing this. Oh my god, we're doing this right now. Donna, to be fair, there were multiple successful operations that this surgeon August had done before he started letting his assistant stick needles into his, but perhaps, perhaps they were nipping in their own supply. However, after the fail and his own spinal fluid leaking, he turned around and did it to his assistant and it was a success. Mm -hmm. Do you want to know how they measured it as being a success? How did they measure it as being a success? Because he went completely numb? They, well, he did go numb, and then they te it was tested with a needle inserted all the way down to the femur, a blow with an iron hammer on the shins, forceful ripping out of pubic hair, and my favorite, strong pressure and traction to the testicles, mm. which is so he crushed his cocaine numbed assistant's testicles firmly in his surgeon's grip to ascertain that the anesthesia worked. And once they'd established that it did work, they celebrated later in the evening with cocaine, wine, <laughs> lots more cocaine, wine and cigars and cocaine. But, well, they were both, I think, already on the cocaine because they'd been stabbing each other's spinal fluids with cocaine. Mm -hmm. So the cocaine was established, um, but then they added wine and cigars to it after the testicle pulling, the pubic hair ripping, and the iron bar to the shins. Okay. Those Germans Good knew time. how to party. Oh, yeah. Good times were had by all. I, there was a price to be paid as uh, anyone who has had their spinal fluid tampered with. Uh, they severe post-spinal headaches and um, 
the German uh, the German surgeon named August, not the German assistant named August, was confined to bed for nine days afterwards because of all the lack of spinal, spinal fluid. fluid. But yet he yeah, managed yeah. to go out and party with wine and cigars afterwards. Well, no, it was, it was at his house. Oh, okay. I, I think they, they didn't leave the house. They're hacking away at each other's spines with syringes. Then they celebrated with wine and cigars and then ended up in bed for nine days. Once the coke move. wore off. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yes. Anyhow, that's some science for you. Science. <laughs> As long as I'm on the topic of science, uh, I'm going to veer slightly off animals and move over to God's wrath. Which you are currently living through. <laughs> well, uh, I think it's nature and not God's wrath, uh, personally. I don't think that God is that involved as to make my house moldy and take away electricity. Uh, that would be a very petty God with too much time on his hands. Well, if you've read the Bible, the God... The well, God is God. God is, is pretty petty. That is true. But uh, I don't have the arrogance for an omnipotent, omnipresent super being. It's pretty fucking petty. There were a lot less humans on the planet. To be fair, I think that now that there's oh, eight billion people, he had more time a, to tamper with the lives. Of yeah, yeah. Now. There was m much less players on the deck, and I am but a small fish. Mm. I have not come to God's attention. Uh, this is because God doesn't exist. When we think of legendary scientists of the past, uh, you know, Madame Curie, is mm. there anyone that springs to your mind that is a legendary scientist? George Washington Carver? Um, that's not who I have in mind. Uh, uh, time, time frame. Time frame? It's, you're, in the, you're in the right. We're going in the past. Okay. You're just going to be guessing at it forever. I could, just, it. I could name a lot of scientists just, in the okay. past. Ben, ben, ben Franklin. Oh, Ben Franklin, of course. When he was not busy. I would have gotten there eventually. Eventually, but, you know, let's. Uh, when he was not busy being a politician or mm. a writer or Postmaster. Plowing, his, plowing his way through many ladies, mm -hmm. he did like to uh, tamper around with the science. Taking air and, baths. <laughs> Um, yes, Arabaths. I have always strongly suspected that he was a wee bit of an exhibitionist. That's why he wanted... stood in front of the window naked? Oh, it's for an air bath for my health. Not at all, because I want people to look at my junk. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. That's just, I need... Behold the pride of the Americas. <laughs> I, I suspect that he was an exhibitionist scientist. Personally, I will not be able to prove it, but considering his love of all the randy times, and he's like, let me get fresh air on my testicles. It's good for me. No curtain in the way. Let's just get that fresh breeze coming at me. Oh, hello, ladies. Do you see anything that you like? Mm. Uh, I'm just theorizing. Mm. Allegedly. Allegedly. I, among his many inventions that Ben Franklin was able to come up with, one of them was the lightning rod. Mm-hmm. And mankind, which of course is very sexist, it should be humankind, humankind uh, is remarkably resistant to change. We don't like it. It freaks us out. And when the fork was first invented, it was considered a tool of the devil. Mm -hmm. And there were pamphlets and, and preaching that went around and you're decadent and uh, God does not meant you just a good old fashioned God spoon. has given me a hand to <laughs> eat with. I have tines on the ends. What do you think these fingers are? I have hand forks. <laughs> Spoons were considered okay as were knives, but forks were decadent and evil and a sign of corruption. 
because we don't like new things. So when Ben Franklin came up with the lightning rod, uh, there were a number of religious leaders who objected to it because what was he doing? He was interfering with God's will. Benjamin Franklin was allegedly attempting to interfere with one of God's most effective methods for punishing sinners. Uh, to quote this preacher, surely the thunder of heaven is no more supernatural than the rain, hail, or sunshine of heaven against the inconvenience of which we guard by roofs and shades without scruple. As in, if God zapped you with lightning, you were meant to, mm -hmm. and having a lightning rod meant that you were mocking God's will. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty weak God if a, like a small strip of metal can keep him from smiting you. Like, I would smite you if you didn't have that spike on your house, you son of a bitch. Right. I mean, here's the thing is that churches tended to be the highest building in the area. Mm -hmm. And what would get zapped the most would be the church steeple. And in specific, the bell ringer would mm. get hit by lightning. You would think that they would want people to keep ringing bells and they wouldn't say, oh, no, 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 that's that's God's wrath. You were ringing the bell, but you had had lustful thoughts earlier in the week, so God was punishing you. Uh, but churches did not welcome the lightning rod. No, they thought that Franklin was tampering with God's divine plan. Oh, I hate to break it to you, but uh, God doesn't actually exist. You heard it here first. Next thing you're going to be saying is about Santa Claus as well. Ah, oh, are you sitting down, my friend? I've got some news for you. I could stand up and then sit down if you want to give it to me. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, I'll give it to you. Santa, like God, does not exist. Mm. Sorry. Bringing it down, bringing it way down. We should have got a spoiler alert, people. Okay, well, can you bring it? Can you bring it back up then? I'll bring it back up briefly, and then we'll okay. wrap it up. Call it an episode. A uh, little, little human interest story. About somebody, we do like human interest stories. Somebody taking a negative and turning it into a positive. Mm -hmm. I was just reading an article about a woman living in England named Candy, and she has had bladder issues her whole life. She didn't realize that she had kidney issues that went completely untreated for most of her life, but she would always wet herself and was teased incessantly and bullied and ridiculed as a teenager for wetting herself in class because kids are cruel. At no point did Candy say, I'm the only person in the classroom pissing myself. Perhaps there's something that should... I mean, that would be the tell uh, for me. I don't know. She was embarrassed about it. She hid it from her parents because she would, okay. she would wet herself all the time. She said that she would hide her laundry from her parents. It was just an embarrassing thing. And she didn't okay. realize that she had ongoing kidney issues and bladder infections. And then wound up needed to have one of her kidneys removed. Okay. Herein lies the life lesson is that if this is happening to you, go to the doctor. I know a lot of people like to put off going to the doctor at the very last minute. They do. It's until true. there's something terribly wrong. Until they can't get the shower chain out of their dick hole. Exactly. That's been up there since my shower like 9, 9 p.m. last night. But she's turned this affliction into a money-making opportunity because now she's found that thanks to the beauty of OnlyFans, she can sell it. her wet underwear online to people who are desperately seeking peed-in underwear. 
So Candy, she used to be teased, ridiculed, and bullied for soiling herself all the time. Now she does it all day long and strips off the panties and sells them. It's just like gold. Is is her name Candy Sprinkles? It's not Candy Sprinkles. Should be. That's a golden opportunity she missed out on. That is a golden opportunity for those golden showers. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. So a little, little, like I said, just take all those negatives, so turn them into positives. Has she gotten the kidney issues treated? She has had a kidney removed, and but she still pees all the time. She still suffers from constant incontinence. But huh. thankfully, she can now sell her underwear online, and her okay. incontinence is a moneymaker. Put the, put the roof over your head with the uh, bladder issues. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm I am not selling any of my underwear on OnlyFans. I'm missing out on a golden opportunity, indeed. You should just start pissing in some of those underwear, selling them online. I'm sure somebody out there would I want would some pre-soaked panties. I would. I would. Oh, well, there you go. Business opportunity. <laughs> Maybe uh, after well, this episode, you'll have lots of people reaching out and asking mm. for it. So. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Give me a jingle. I'll see if I can't hook you up. <laughs> Anyways, let's uh, end it on a high note there. Like I said, turning a negative into a positive. Let's give them a happy new year positive jaunty salute. I know so you're feeling kind of you're feeling kind of negative because this new year hasn't started the way you wanted, it's, but jaunty been, salute coming your way, full of positivity. Eventful and very not boring, and that is looking on the bright side of things. All right, folks, over and out. Uh, if you're a Patreon supporter, we will catch you next week. And if not, we will catch you the week after that. Yeah. Or if you want to go to patreon.com backslash Dirty Talk Podcast and join, then we'll talk at you next week too. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.